0: Welcome to Beyond the Shadows on the Mike Ricksecker Audio Journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome everybody to Beyond the Shadows. I'm author and ghost storian Mike Ricksecker. With me as always, Shauna Wankel, co-host, not co-host, this year. the Navigator from Edge of the Rabbit Hole. Your co-host is here, I guess. I mean, we've kind of made that a thing here on Beyond the Shadows. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's a, also a fantastic writer in her own right. Tonight we're going to be talking about the different types of hauntings or at least try to cover as many different ones as we can so you know everybody knows from intelligent and residual haunts we're getting to the uh what's similar what it's different about those we'll also get to some other ones like poltergeist demons uh and Mm -hmm. other sorts of things interdimensional beings and a lot of different types of topics and how Uh, I think some people are a little mistaken about some of these different things, and we'll get into some weird theories, and we'll take your questions and all that fun stuff. (laughs) So, I'm excited. You excited? Yeah. She's excited.
1: I I apparently look like I'm a little more amongst the living now. You're amongst (laughs) the living now? Yeah. Tammy said I I look Uh, like I feel better. Honestly, I thought I was... I didn't think I was going to make it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I see where I she says that bad. down there. And Maria Craig is in the house. Wow, awesome. Good to see you, Maria. It's been a little while. All right, so let's get into it. We'll start with um, you know the difference between intelligent and residual haunts. Um, and we've talked about some of these different things before, but I think there's other aspects that we can kind of work in here. And like I said, it's kind of a good general topic just to... I mean, we started the, the year last week, but we're still just kind of getting back into things here. So... Um, you know, residual haunt basically being a type of haunting that it's more of like a recording, just plays back. It's not interactive with you. It's just a, um, I was about to say, a a ghost of an event that happened, which is really kind of what it is.
1: A lot of footsteps are residual.
0: A lot of footsteps. Do you
1: hear footsteps? You know, unless you tell who or what, whoever you think is making the footsteps, can you walk over here and then you know you hear footsteps getting closer to you maybe
0: right dan rovell's down in the chat too he was just on edge of the rabbit hole with uh mm-hmm. his co-author larry eisler they just had their new book come out today ghost of the black hawk war so be sure to check that out great to see you out here dan um you know versus a uh a Intelligent haunt, which is one that you interact with, and one that we're able, you know, sit down, do an EVP session, ask some questions, and get some feedback from. So very different there. They can both show up as apparitions, but where with the residual haunt, you may just see it kind of like float through a wall. That you know, you're, you might be scratching your head. Why is it floating through a wall? Well, it, the wall probably wasn't there before. Whereas an intelligent haunt, you know, may actually kind of turn his head and be like, oh, yeah, I see you over there. Or like the little girl that we saw where oh, yeah. that was definitely an intelligent haunt up there I in had, Mineral uh, Springs.
1: I had I had uh, one that I thought might be a residual. And they even had like the, the dead look ahead stare and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then and then they turn to look at me. Yeah. And then I was like okay maybe it's still residual you know maybe 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 just turn its head that's what it does and then when i moved it was started tracking me i'm like and we're dealing with an intelligent well that's great absolutely i'm here alone with it i'm excited that was at the arc that was at one of the uh archaeology department buildings and that was the woman that had like the stain of something on Mm -hmm. the side of her face and then the same thing on her apron
0: yeah that was that was before me (laughs) 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 before i came along she was um, creepy. Yeah. It sounds like I've heard the story before, but yeah, that one's definitely a creepy one. Yeah. Uh, Brent Purse says, as far as residual honest, tape recorder on a loop. Yeah. And there is something known as stone tape theory, where the idea that the energy from, maybe it's a tragic event or what have you, that gets trapped into something in that area, something, you know, magnetic that can hold like a tape recorder. Um, that can hold that energy and every once in a while you don't know what the mechanism is that does it but it just boom plays back and that's where you get that residual haunt um you know sometimes people say well you know it happens you know on a certain you know day of the year every year or once a month or you know um every time that the moon is full on days that end in a y you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know there are some You know, different uh, funny stories out there and legends. Um, But there's something about that particular, whether it's a day or a situation or who knows if it's temperature, somebody lighting a match, we don't know. And it just, it kicks it off and then you're able to, you know, see that happen. And I think it's interesting because it's like a a window into a past, you know, kind of like a a photograph really is where you're, you're getting a, you know, snippet of a moment in time. Um, so seventeen, eighteen hundreds, 1800s further back, they didn't have video recorders back then, but this is like that playback of a video from back yeah. at that time.
1: The wet footprints upstairs at the cafe only happened when it flooded.
0: Only when it flooded? When
1: the water got close. Okay. When the water got close to the back of the building. Um is when we started seeing the wet footprints.
0: Okay. Interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: Would that be residual or could it have been something intelligent walking through there? Maybe it was always walking through there.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know because <laughs> uh, it was upstairs. Okay. So, you know, I I have to assume that the water you know wasn't upstairs well no the water too. wouldn't
0: be upstairs well let's say the spirit was walking around outside and came up you know upstairs well with I, wet shoes
1: whenever we were upstairs and we went into the kitchen and we saw um, we saw wet footprints uh, of a child and then we're like and oh my god well this wasn't here you know before because we have to go the cubby hole that you had to climb up into to get upstairs the kitchen was the first room that you went into Mm -hmm. so we had to go through there and you know I'm always checking my surroundings for critters spiders rusty nails just all that stuff so footprints would have been really noticeable and so we went into the other room we're like well let's go in the other room see what happens And then, whenever we came back, um, there were adult size wet footprints up there next to the kids. And so I was going to get down there and, you know, and touch it and stuff like that. And um, uh, they're like, no, God, no, don't touch it, you know. (laughs) And I was like, well, you know, what's it going to do, you know? And so it felt just kind of like slimy or whatever. Hmm. But whatever it was, Whatever the original liquid was, um, the floor was also really dusty, and so oh, it could too. be some
0: mixture with the dust. Yeah.
1: So they're like, "Oh, it's ghost slime." I was like, "No, maybe it was just ectoplasm." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe it was just. Uh, I was like, "Well, the water's up, so maybe," right. You know, but we never saw it again, unless the water was up.
0: Hmm. So interesting question here from uh, David Eisley. Do you think there's more residual or more intelligent hauntings? That's a good question because uh, it's been a good mix of both. Uh, in my experience, <sighs> um, I, I kind of lean more toward residual, but I've interacted with so many intelligent haunts as well that it's hard to say.
1: I immediately blow off every footstep as residual.
0: Usually, usually. On a rare occasion, a footstep can be intelligent. There's
1: there's one time that I can say at the cafe, we're downstairs Mm -hmm. and we heard uh, someone walking around upstairs and uh, and then we called out and the footstep stopped. And so I was like, uh, we're downstairs, you know, we're here in the front room, you know, and I didn't know what that room was or which building they were in because it had been through so many different um, businesses and so I, it, but it was a front room of the building and so I was like we're downstairs we're in the front room you know can you walk over this way and then the footsteps from where they sounded further away way came and they stopped like right above us and so um, it was kind of near Christmas or whatever and so we had like these great big candy canes that were in the consignment okay. store so I reached up and, and it was like one of those big ones and I reached up and went and tapped on it and whatever it was or <laughs> like that i'm like really okay so that was an interaction with footsteps and i can say that that was um but the rest of them just seemed to
0: yeah m- most of the footsteps yeah certainly seem residual and i'm going to go a little bit out of order here mm-hmm. but it's because um tanya sorgician has a specific question here about footprints or foot well actually no i was we're talking footsteps this is footprints but so wouldn't a residual footprint be the same as before always the same so if it was it was one way one time and it's supposed to be residual wouldn't it be the same the next um I mean I, w- I would say like if it's the same person doing you know that's making that residual hunt, you could have multiple people that are a residual haunt and would
1: a residual always walk the same path
0: well yeah yeah it would always walk the same path um the the one thing i would say would be different because you were talking about wet footprints um if you have different moisture levels or whatever outside and that playback is somehow actually making you know something happen in the environment to create moisture within that footprint depending on, I'd say, temperature, composition of the material that's on the ground, stuff like that would change, might change the consistency of the footprint itself, but the size, I would think, should probably still be the same. So, um, Brent Burris, I really have to ask, uh, that I've always questioned, do residual energy and imprint energy go hand in hand? Um, So imprint, I'm guessing imprinting, onto a location um that playback of that is yeah i mean that's essentially the same thing
1: i would call it just another name for it really kind of yeah i mean yeah it's just a stamp of energy that's just stuck there and then you know maybe it's there forever yeah, I, mean, maybe I, I think they're just they're synonyms the really
0: you know yeah residual something that's left over imprint is it's essentially ingrained in there but when you ingrain it is essentially left over in there so yeah i mean it's you're kind of describing the same thing um i think the idea of imprint makes it sound like it's a little more purposefully put there where residual may just be like accidental so um you know kind of like imprinting in twilight right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Tom McNicholas asks a interesting question. Your sister's down in the chat, by the way. Sherry, um, can other spirits make in okay, can other spirits make a spirit appear whether it's residual or intelligent? So, would another spirit appear because of so? Could I guess one spirit make something else appear? Um, so could it make I I guess I need a little bit clarification of the question so we have an intelligent spirit could it try to generate something intelligent or residual or are we talking about there's something residual there and something intelligent or residual is created I need a little bit more clarification are we talking
1: about like say I'm sitting over here and Mike's not in the room yet and I was like hey Mike come here and then Mike comes in like that
0: well that would be intelligent that would be intelligent to to intelligent That that would not be residual at all but well, the no. one thing that I'll throw out there that I think that I do believe is an interesting concept is you can have um a residual haunt of maybe some sort of tragedy. Somebody meets their tragic end or you know, maybe they commit suicide, whatever it is, boom, you know, this event happens. But and that's just trapped energy there that plays back for whatever reason every once in a while. But their intelligent spirit is also there at the same location watching that playback. You know, they could be just, you know, like say, you know, um, it is their death and they are just stuck on watching their death play out over and over and over again. So you have the intelligent spirit watching themselves do this constantly, forever, so. It's certainly possible in that regard. You kind of scrunched up your face on
1: that. (laughs) Well, I'm.
0: It's thrown people for a loop. If Chris, if Chris Nielsen's down in there, uh, back at Silicon during a panel, I threw that one out there, um, and he was looking at me like, "Whoa!" (laughs) It's like, "Yeah, wrap your head around it," but it's it's really seriously possible.
1: I mean, can one person's death? cause residual i i was always under the impression that you were either one or the other
0: well well with the residual haunt you are you're not that haunt you're 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 not you're not the residual energy the action that happened generates a recording so it's like when we go back inside we're gonna pop on Edge of the Rabbit Hole, because we always do that at the end of the night as I kind of clean things up and put in the right tags and all that stuff. We go back and we watch Edge of the Rabbit Hole. Watching that, I, I'm I am not that image on the screen. I had been that image on the screen that is a recording of me, but that is not the live mic. So we're <laughs> we were relating earlier, we were relating earlier the residual haunt from the 17 and 1800s we didn't have video cameras back then that it's like watching video from that time so the actual spirit could sit there and watch that video recorded from whatever you know object is holding that recording in the room Mm-mm. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so tom mcnicholas did clarify spirit making another appear so i i, I guess could a spirit make another or summon another spirit maybe go ahead
1: yeah well i've already told this story before and i'm not usually one to um 99 of the time if i see an orb in a picture mm-hmm. i blow it off because right. let's be real especially if the place dusty and you're using flash and blah 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 so um but at Albert house um it was it was still it was still pretty light outside so we we were not using flash and um they had just said that there was a spirit uh a new spirit in the house and they didn't really know where he came from right so it was it was a child um and his name was william um but alma the little girl mm-hmm. um she was downstairs and uh i could hear a little ch you know, outside the door. So I was like, Alma, I'm. I feel. I feel like it's you out there. Can you come in? And uh, and so I and I snapped a series of pictures at the door. Didn't see anything. So I was just like, eh, you know. And then I, and then I heard. Uh, it sounded like someone come in the room. So I snapped another picture. And no flash because it was during the day and I didn't need any. But it was like I used flash because it it was bright. Right. The door was bright. And I mean. We're talking, you know, flash bright. So I was like, "Mm, okay.
0: So it was self-illuminated.
1: Right. And then I said, you know, where's William at? Do you, you know, are you talking to William? Is he out there? And so I snapped another picture and there was nothing. And so I was like, okay. I was like, well, can you go get William? And can you, you know, come back in here so I can play with both of you? And so I snapped. I heard I heard movement in the doorway. So I snapped another picture, and this time there was two. Okay. Self illuminated. Now we're talking like bright, bright. Like I was like really shocked because I usually blow that stuff off, but it was like locks bright.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That, like that, that bright. That thing at the they captured at the locks. Okay.
1: Yeah. And but just little balls. I was like, oh, look, Possible orbs. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. And so I was like, but but. You know, i I didn't blow it off because of how bright it was. Yeah. The yeah I if They have their flash. own
0: illumination. That's that's a little bit different. You know, yeah. it's a dust orb is dust, but there are ones that are self illuminated. That yeah, that are legit. Yeah. So.
1: And then you know, there was one, and then I asked her to go get him so he can come in and talk to me too, and then snapped another picture towards the movement, and then got two of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I debunk just about everything, but I had to put a little bit of—I had to lean towards that one because it was just really, you
0: know. Right. No, I totally get that. Totally get it. So uh, Tom was wondering if the cafe is still there after the flood. Yes, it's
1: still standing. I, somehow, somehow, some way, <laughs> it is still standing.
0: The inn is not. That was much oh. more structurally sound, but they—they they just decided to tear it down. But yeah and the they not do
1: anything with it it's just no they just just it down as far it's as gone. i know it's just gone
0: which is sad so um i have a small list here of other types of hauntings to talk about so we we did a lot here with um with residual and intelligent haunts and if you guys have any more questions about those feel free to throw the those down in the chat and yes zippy davis has made it all right zippy um so Poltergeist, we kind of hit on this last week because it did come up as a question in the chat, but um, because this is a video on types of hauntings, I did want to go ahead and cover that. So, um, poltergeist this is something that has been getting a little bit confused uh, in recent years. So, um, poltergeist just means noisy ghost in German, and this is attributed to uh, ghosts and spirits that will... essentially be noisy in the household they're they're known for like throwing objects around and and causing a bit of a ruckus you know um that's why it's called a noisy ghost Um, those that have read the harry potter books and are familiar with peeves the poltergeist peeves the way he is described as being mischievous um is really kind of you know that's what a poltergeist is Um, Now, what's happened in recent years, and I know some of you are already starting to formulate those questions about, wait a second, wait a second, I thought poltergeist was, you know, people manifesting um, PK activity and they have telekinesis and it's actually a human making stuff move around. That does happen. Um, What that is, is a person is exhibiting what we call poltergeist activity. So the things that are happening that they are generating are things that a poltergeist would do. So there's a difference between a poltergeist and a person who generates poltergeist activity. It's the same, um, the same activities happening, but they're two different sources. So two different things generating the same thing. A poltergeist and a person who is doing things with their abilities um, to manifest what a poltergeist would do. So I oh, hope that that clarifies it, because I know in recent years everybody's mm-hmm. gone PK PK PK. It's like, well stop, stop. Yes. PK, but that is not a poltergeist. That is poltergeist activity. A poltergeist is a spirit that's causing a ruckus. So, um, Sherry asks, how can you be sure when you're talking to child or adult spirits? Um, I know you kind of, you're able to feel Mm -hmm. whether it's a child or a spirit, and I don't ever claim to you know, be anything specific. Like I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say, I'm a psychic medium. Um no, I, I won't say that, but you do kinda have a general feeling of okay, yeah, this is this is a child, this is a woman, this is a guy. You just kinda get that vibe.
1: Mine's just uh with kids and I don't know if it's just because I have my own kids. But, you know, like your mom, your dad, you you know, you love your kids and especially like when they're real little, you know, mm-hmm. and they come at you and you get like the little, oh, my God, my kids are so cute, butterflies or whatever. And um, that's kind of what it feels like. It's kind of starts as like a little bit of a flutter in my in my diaphragm, a little bit of a flutter. And then um, the energy is just the buzz from it is I mean, it's hard to explain it because it's not happening right now. But it's, it's, it's strong, but it's a different kind of strong. It it feels different. Whereas if it's um, an adult, um, to me, it it's a little more of a a a buzz. Mm-hmm. It's a little more of a like, hey, <laughs> you know, um, because an adult might be a little more, a little less timid. You know, then a child might come across a little stronger. And it depends on where you're at and what time frame you're dealing with, um, what era, because a lot of kids would be timid because they're not supposed to be interacting with you because you're a stranger. And so the energy is there, but it's just not quite so strong as compared to once they realize that they can do whatever they want and talk to you if they want to. And then and then it's a little, a little bit stronger. There you go. I can feel whether it's male or female too, and I don't know how I don't know how. I just
0: Yeah, it's just it's just a certain vibe. I mean, you kind of I don't know, you kinda of get that idea when somebody walks into the, I mean, even like in real life, um, you might have your back to the door, somebody walks into the room and I don't know if it's something to do with um with the way they walk or maybe there's just like an energy around the person. You can kinda of tell that a A woman or a man just walked into the room, even though you're not looking at them, your backs to them. You just, you just know.
1: It's your your sixth sense. Yeah. Everybody has it. it. Everybody has it. Just some people are more aware of it and aren't afraid to use it. Mm -hmm. You know, some people bury it. Some people filter it. Some people don't. So...
0: So Sherry asked, uh, your own energy can cause things to happen too, right? And so that's where we were talking about, um, you know, PK activity or telekinesis. Yeah, that is your own energy making things happen. That is what we would call poltergeist activity, which is the activity that a poltergeist um, makes. Um, A person can do that too. Um, Just again, I I like to try to clarify that uh, that is when somebody manifests that with their own energy that is not a poltergeist but they are creating poltergeist activity so again two different things doing the same thing
1: like at the cafe um, that night that psh, all hell broke loose well, that's that definitely poltergeist that's that wasn't poltergeist. just yeah. one person being in all those places at the same time that was that was just yeah. uh and we didn't even think about that you know at that time poltergeist that you know was like in the movies you know, it didn't even uh, occur to me that mm-hmm. it's like, well, it happened in the movies, but, you know, is that what we're dealing with? And, um, you know, I assumed that, you know, the building was just angry for some reason. And that's right. that's the whole, well, can a building do that or is it just... It's
0: where we talked about that one episode, can a building be a Tulpa? Yeah. <laughs> that was. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, the, the building was like almost like Monster House. You know, the the building was kind of throwing up. Um <laughs> Now, uh, Tara Horvath uh, just joined us down in the chat, and Tara, I hope you don't mind me uh, saying this, but I would ask people to send a lot of uh, love, and light, and positive energy uh, her way, and for her family. Uh, Tara just lost her mother here recently, so uh, please do that. So, your hearts, our hearts, are with you. So. Um, so, Tammy Heitzman, what would you say to people who think that all child EVPs are evil or demons? It personally irritates me that the perception is out there. makes me sad. Um, yeah, that's happened here a lot in recent years because... Um, and, and demons are one of the things that we're going to get to next here um, for types of hauntings uh, because demons, uh, they do try to trick people, and so they're kind of... Uh, like Satan's known as the great seducer and stuff like that and there have been times where they've taken on the persona of a child to lure people in whether that's an adult you know feeling um, you know those type of uh, you know heartfelt emotions toward a child oh wow your child's you know that sort of thing or to another child as like a playmate and they lure them in and then you know the demonic uh, infestation starts to happen that does happen Um, but People have, again, tried to make that out to be every single case is, oh, it's a child, it's a, it's a demon, you know, it's, it's taking on the persona of a child. It's like demons are few and far between. Yes, it has happened, but it's not happening around every corner. Not every child spirit that you run into is a demon in disguise. So, in fact, they're usually a child spirit. So.
1: You know, it is sad, though. I don't like the idea of... of children being you know but how do i know what it? just because it looks like that to me doesn't mean that it looks the same to them so what i see is some dark scary abandoned building may not look that way to them i've never had one tell me they were scared you know i've never had one you know want me to you know be like oh my god help me Mm -hmm. you know um i've heard some residual energy interaction between a child and adult piss me off but um I don't think, I didn't think it was happening in real time. And so, you know, I would like to think that if something bad was pretending to be a child, that I would feel it the same way that I do whenever my, you know, inner voice tells me, nope, nope, don't go in there, don't go in there right now. And I listen, you know, and there have been times whenever I would didn't listen and, uh, and it usually ends up being bad. So I'm not talking about demonic bad. I'm just saying, um, I I I don't think that I've experienced one except for right. that one little instance where it was just an EVP. But um, I've felt some really scary energy before. Um. Yeah, I mean, I it, like, it
0: could be a number of different things. Trying to. Um, I mean, again. My take is most, more times than not, it is a child, period. Um, but you do, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a demon. Um, you do have those people, uh, human spirits that try to, that that are, uh, that are nefarious, that do try to trick people into different things. They may try to fool you into believing that they are a child. Um, you know, there have been cases out there where. You know, you're you're questioning uh, this spirit and they're giving you all this crazy information. You know, they're trying to portray, this is a long time ago, um, you know, trying to portray that they are from Scotland when they're really not. You know, they're just lying and lying and lying. It's not a demon, you know, it's just a jerk spirit, you know, not being cooperative and screwing around with you, really. You know, that was just a mischievous... You know, adult spirit, you know, trying to say, I'm from Scotland and I'm this and I'm that. And it was like, okay, you know, and then as you're putting together more information, it's like, that doesn't jive with, you know. (laughs) So, um, so there is that. You have to take into account that you are going to run into nasty human spirits and they may try to trick you, but that doesn't mean that they are demons. And so let's just go ahead and get on the demon thing. Um, So, demons (laughs) are entities that have never walked the earth as human and yeah they do try to you know they do try to trick you and slide their way into your life and um, basically seduce you into believing that everything is wonderful with them and then they turn the tables on you and try to destroy and upend your life Um, yeah possession is real but again it's not it's not common, and I think that's the the problem that we're running into these days. Is you know, television right now and the movies they're they're glorifying demons and demonic possession and, and all of that. Um, and so you know, we have all kinds of people these days that get a hold of us, and they're like, "Well, I, I think I have a demon in my house. Why well, do you think you have a demon in your house?" Well, you know,
1: Zach said so on TV.
0: <laughs> Zach said so on the TV, yeah. or the, my favorite one was well it, a. Candle fell off my mantle. Well, it started off as candle was thrown off the mantle and as you do a little bit more questioning you find out that the candle fell off the candle holder and rolled off the mantle. It's, <laughs> it's not, like, that's not exactly getting thrown off the mantle. But yeah. and that's definitely not a demon.
1: No. I mean, uh, I, as a human, can walk over and do that very same thing and I'm not a demon. Right. So if I can do it, why can't, you know? why can't a human spirit do it
0: right and that's that's the confusion that's going on right now is um you know because the um you know the the shows and the the movies especially with this will show how things kind of slowly amp their way up so it starts with something little like that and it's a little bit more and it's a little bit more and it's a little bit more and the investigating that i've done been doing this a long time it, it's not like this it's not usually in any case a slow ramp up to stuff it's like usually you know something happens over here something crazy happens over there then like nothing for a while and then a little bit over here and then now ah, maybe a bit more over there and it's like it's all over the place it's not this slow ramp up and it started with something falling over here and a couple of things fell over there it's it's that way in the movies because it's the build-up it's the build-up it's the build-up till you get to the climax that's good storytelling Mm -hmm. and real hauntings don't work like a story like that no so um we had some other things down in the chat here um i think i did miss this one from terry tormino so she said i was reading about anniversary ghost do you believe a spirit can manifest at the same time on the same day yearly um that would be like what we were talking about with um residual haunts um you know it can yeah. happen the same time every year i mean it's kind of like the legends where oh this you know this spirit appears at this time you know every year you know um it's kind of more legends and lore but i guess that does actually happen sometimes i mean i've never I personally have never witnessed one happening in the same exact time every single year. Mm-hmm. You know, usually it's like the apparition appears one day, then maybe it's several months later, it'll appear again, and there doesn't really seem to be a, a rhyme or reason to the time. Um, but you do hear people claim that, but that would be a residual haunt. If they're calling it, what was it, anniversary ghost? And that's just another new term for the same thing. Mm-hmm. So. Um. So Brent Burris, what about generational spirits at the same locations? since so many locations have so much history and death surrounding them over the course of hundreds of years or more? So, um, like, I guess, family spirits, right? That That's what you're asking? Um, sure, that can happen. You know, mm-hmm. Spirits from all kinds of different generations from the same family being at a, a location. You see that at, like, a lot of historic mansions and stuff like that. So um, for sure, for sure um see tammy heitzman says people should listen to more than the voice they're hearing like the feeling they're getting Mm -hmm. Uh, listen to their bodies also from what i understand you can feel a true demonic or truly evil entity on a visceral level if you listen to your own body um yeah for sure you you can definitely feel out you know listen to your instincts um you can there's times that you're there and you're like you you know okay something's screwing with us or okay, this is you know this is truly a nice person or you know, this guy's a jerk. I mean you, you get that feeling just like you do in real life. you know when you have a little bit of an interaction with with somebody you're like oh, this you know something off about this person that happens when you're investigating too. So and also to note in all the years that I've been investigating, um, I've only ever come across one demon. Um, and I didn't even call it that for a while, and you know, I, Carl Johnson said it was a demon, so it's like, okay, I'll go with Carl's discernment on that. It was the case that I worked with him um, on The Haunted in Edmond, Oklahoma, and it took us a long time to get to that assessment. You know, people watch the episode, and it's 42 minutes, and you know, it's it makes it look like we investigated one time, you know, deemed that it was a wraith, and we call in Carl, and we do the cleansing. And that's just because it, you only have so much time to tell the story. But we investigated there, you know, a good half dozen times. There was, def, there was other follow-up. You know, when Carl came out, there was some additional, you know, follow-up there. And, you know, and he had to do some things and make his own as- assessment. Um, th- there was a lot involved with that investigation over a long period of time. Um, there was a lot of research that we did to, um, to try to... Because there was a possibility that we were that we were trying to figure out, okay, is this the spirit, you know, like a human spirit, of the first person that had died in the house? He committed suicide in that same room. So, um, and then there was another. Um, it was an undocumented suicide, but it was told to us. It was an accidental one that was told to us by um, a retired police officer around there. We could never find documentation on that. And then there was an attempted one there. So there's like a lot of dark history there so we're trying to figure out okay is it maybe one of these people that you know still pissed off and they're causing this haunting or is it something else so we're going through all of that as well it's not like we just walk in you know something flies across the room and we're like demon no no. (laughs) it's not like that i mean did you think demon when you know the bookshelf was getting thrown
1: no no uh i've been scratched before and, you know, it didn't occur to me that that was a demon either. It could have been, maybe I wasn't paying attention to someone when they were trying to get my attention. And they didn't realize, weren't intentionally trying to scratch me. But just trying to get to my attention. And that's just how it translated into my reality. So, um, and yeah, it kind of hurt, you know, a little bit. But... Um, I didn't feel anything, you know, malicious coming from it. So whatever happened, I was just like, uh, ow, you know, it's like, don't, don't scratch. You know, that's, that's not okay. It's not okay. You know, use your words, please. (laughs) Uh, I may not be able to hear you right now, but I promise I'm listening. Right. You know, and I explain, you know, it's really frustrating uh, to us, you know, and it must be frustrating to you because you're obviously communicating and I'm not answering your questions. Well, guess what? I'm asking you questions and you're not answering mine or I can hear them either. So we're just going to have to deal with it. And um, may not be able to hear you right now, but I can feel that you're here. And then, you know, you explain, you know, your recorder told me like, <laughs> because of this that I'm holding in my hand right now, this is what it is. This is what it does. I will be able to hear what you said later. So. Cool. It's very frustrating. Yep.
0: <laughs> uh, Robert White, Kathy Ciliento and Brent Burris all said at the same time, your your body is the best tool to use. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. We definitely agree with that. Absolutely. Um, Leslie Fear apparently is at her country house. Says, hey, you two mm. from our country house. Uh, Leslie Fear will be at Honor Road Media Paracon this coming Woo! year, June 13th, 12th and 13th, actually, 12th awesome. and 13th. So join us for that. You'll be able to meet Leslie as well. Tom McNicholas has a question specifically for you, Shauna. He asked, Shauna, have you ever had a spirit talk to you as an apparition?
1: A Catholic nun in an elevator.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that
1: story. <laughs> that was <laughs> And I was surprised I was the one that it that she chose to do that with, but um, and I turned around and said, "You know she'd said something. I could hear a woman say something behind me, and then I turned around and I remember replying back and calling her sister because she was a nun, but she didn't look like the nuns today. she looked like the nuns with the the big long you know habits and the black ones and and uh, I had like five floors um I, I got on the elevator alone, though, no. and then it wasn't until about the second or the third floor that this happened, and then another floor later, I was like, I had turned back around, and I'm like, wondering to myself after the fact, like, why in the hell, you know, did I not do something more than that, <laughs> you know, she obviously said something to me, and I said something back, and then whenever I landed, and I turned around, and she was just not there anymore. So I was like wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know, like why why where was my what's your name? <laughs> you know, I like you you talking to me, you know, and I, I replied to you and you still stayed there for another floor. What's your name?
0: And it wasn't Valak the Demon Nun. No, it was Which not. Valak is not really a demon nun. That's just in the movies. Valak is actually a boy riding a two headed dragon.
1: <laughs> hmm.
0: <laughs> but, you know. But that's really cool, actually. That, I remember you telling me that story a couple times before, and I, I like that one. So it almost makes you want to just go to the hospital and ride the elevator, see if you can find her again. So we have some more questions here before we get on to the next um, type of a, entity.
1: A crystal question in there, too, so yeah. that's cool.
0: Um, so this one, Robert White, poses an interesting question. Would the spirit of a deaf mute be able to speak after death? Uh, if not, they may be uh, use grabbing, scratching, motions. Okay, so you have to think about it. When you're a spirit, you don't have the physical body anymore. When You're deaf-mute because there are physical attributes about your body that are not working properly. But that's the only the physical plane. When they're a spirit, the physical stuff is gone. So, yeah, they would be able to speak and communicate um, perfectly fine. Um, so that's...
1: I agree with that. Yeah.
0: Um... Brent Burris, have you ever had a spirit ask you not to leave? I have gotten Mm -hmm. the EVP don't go and stuff like that before. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep, That does happen. Uh, everybody talks about the, uh, you know, the classic get out. I've only gotten that every once in a while. It's like some people like get, get out all the time and I don't.
1: If you get that a lot, I'm just going to say, I'm going to be on the fence about it. I could be wrong. Uh, but check to see uh, what your investigating styles are what are you not saying or what are you saying that you shouldn't um you know are you you are you being respectful enough you know did you ask permission to go into their home you know it's, it's just it could be any number of things or they could just be tired of you know our particular realm and just don't want to be bothered anymore um My very first DVP was a get out. Was it? We didn't hear it at the time, but it was at the cafe, our very first investigation. Hmm. We had a woman scream at us to get out, and we didn't know, you know? Hmm. Didn't hear it then, didn't feel a reason to get out. And Then we heard that, and I was like, "Uh, excuse me, (laughs) you know? And I thought we'd even ask permission to be in there. You know, it was a cafe. I was just like, we always ask permission to go in, and we did even from the beginning and uh even though i worked there i was in there every day and so we asked permission but um we've had um spirit had a there was more than one spirit in the place one of them was not nice and then the other one was like please just go right you know so
0: well did you go yeah
1: well, no, because <laughs> we didn't hear it until after the fact. Oh, you're so. you're checking afterward. Okay, yeah, gotcha. You really gotcha. did. You are doing like a burst. Okay. Yeah, that were, that really wasn't a thing until you.
0: Oh, I taught you how to do a burst EVP selfie. Yeah, I
1: never really thought about it. Yeah. We always. i been uh, doing that for my, my, years. My my Sony was always full, and I didn't want to waste. Okay. You know, so we just gotcha. did the whole all at one time until it. Yeah.
0: All right, so um, we we're briefly talking about demons there and kind of their manipulative tactics. It did bring to mind, real quick, Jin. Jin would be another type of um, entity that's a trickster-type entity. Um, there are some that will attribute a lot of different hauntings to, to Jin, and I, I don't like using them as a catch-all. I do believe that they are entities that exist, and they are a type of interdimensional entity but i don't like using them as a catch-all um that said i don't know a ton about them um basically they are um i if you go back into like arabian legend and lore um that's where you'll find the jinn. Gen- i mean basically a genie right okay um and you know they have a lot of those different interdimensional qualities you can't say that they're a lot of people say they're like evil, bad, but they, they're a mix. They, um, like I said, they're like trickster-type entities, so there are times where they feel quite fine being good, and then other times they'll kind of turn on you and then start doing, you know, terrible things. So it's kind of a mixed bag with them. <clears throat> um, Rosemary Ellen Guiley um, had a lot of books about gin, so... Um, so I also threw down in here, well, um, there's shadow people. We're going to be talking about shadow people like all next week. So I don't really want to get deep into shadow people here. Again, another type of interdimensional being. And there are different ways and forms that they, like a true shadow person, me quote unquote true shadow person, is an interdimensional being to me. But there are other shadows that appear that are not necessarily true shadow people. Uh, but we'll get into all that stuff next week on both... Um, edge of the rabbit hole with carl johnson and then beyond the shadows will be a shadow person uh episode and so just boom a shadow person week because a walk in the shadows my new book is coming out so um but i thought i would throw in here a couple things like spirit guides and angels which are not necessarily hauntings but um they are spirits that can certainly interact uh in your life and we were talking a little bit about it um <laughs> last night because i was telling you about some things that my mother had was talking to me about yesterday morning when because i was in ohio uh yesterday <clears throat> and so I was sitting down uh having breakfast with her and we got into some topics of, of religion um but last night you and i we started there and then we got a little bit on the topic of Angels, And we related, I was talking about how, you know, a lot of these different, you know, cross-culturally, um, they call them different things, but they're essentially the same. So, um, you know, angels are supposed to be like, you know, the messengers. So um, if you look at, uh, you know, mythology, like Hermes and Mercury, and, you know, those were like the messengers of gods of, of those cultures. And so it's kind of like all the same thing just different um, names assigned to them. But you know, you, you have like, <clears throat> excuse me, guardian angels that you know, they're supposed to be looking out for you. They hear stories of, and people will say that they're angels or, or guardian angel where people get into like a car wreck and there's like this hand that pulls them out and they're safe, they're pulled from the wreck and they they don't actually see the person, they're not there nobody ever owns up to it and so they're like well it was just this hand that pulled me out and here i am and so they attribute stuff like that to an angel so again not necessarily a haunting but a type of interaction with some sort of spirit and you're scrunching your face up at me
1: well I man what if someone gets into an accident what if it's a place where somebody else had gotten into an accident and maybe it was just just another you're another spirit passing, just helping out friendly goes yeah. just like maybe. hey i can relate man let me give you a hand
0: literally here's my hand <laughs> yeah. i maybe i mean i don't know as an example yeah. you know so you know, i'm not saying this is this is it all the time i mean it's just isn't it's an example um so i mean demons angels but spirit guys are kind of in that same realm as well. Spirits that are supposed to be around you, that are supposed to be help guiding you. Um, Again, not necessarily a haunting, but these are entities that are always supposed to be near you. And Some people have, they might have one, they might have four, they might have six, we, we don't know. We had Rob Gutrow on Edge of the Rabbit Hole last week telling us that you might have some pets of spirit guides.
1: I've never met anybody of mine. So... Um, if they're waiting on me to discover it on my own, it might be a while. I, I just, I feel like, I feel like if someone is assigned to you that they should just, I don't care how, you know, whether it's in a dream, whether, you know, you, they show up, you know, face to face, whether you, however, I think they should just tell you.
0: Well, that would be too easy though, right? (laughs)
1: because <laughs> if they're waiting on me they might as well get somebody else because I just like I said if I have one like all these people oh my spirit guide's name is blah 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 well I don't have that
0: well I mean I don't know I mean I've and I mentioned it last week that I've twice been told that I have 10 spirit guides but two different people two different points in time they didn't know each other it was in two completely different states um, I don't know um and maybe it's true maybe it's not um i've never sat down like had a round table discussion with them and been like hey biff hey josh hey maggie you know hmm. come on <laughs> um I mean, that's never i would ha- love
1: to have that as spirit yeah. guides so um yeah
0: that's that's never <laughs> happened um But from what I understand, that's not really supposed to happen either. You know, they're there on a spiritual level, not necessarily a physical level, although I guess they can sort of help you in your physical life as well. Um, Yeah, it it doesn't, the whole roundtable thing doesn't, it doesn't work like that. But what I find interesting is two different people saying 10, and 10 is one of those numbers if anybody's into numerologies. It's one of those numbers that's always followed me around. You know, and there's a few of them that are like that. So it's like, yeah, okay, there might be something to that. Um, but then you hear stuff about, um, you know, the universe speaking to you and you're getting different signs and things like that. And that might be one of those spirit guides, hmm.
1: you
0: know, that's trying to reach out to you and throwing you those different signs.
1: I'm a little bit distracted. Sorry, universe. Uh,
0: okay. I just don't. I don't know. So, um, Robert White asked if the book was available on Kindle. Yeah, uh, it's available for it's available for pre-order right now. Do not try to. You can pre-order it Kindle on Amazon. That's fine. Don't try to pre-order the paperback on Amazon right now because they have it all screwed up there. You <laughs> can pre-order the paperback on uh, Barnes and Noble right now. So that's fine. Um, then everything will go live next week. So. Um, what was Brent saying about drinking with the spirit guides? The
1: spirit guides drink. <laughs> the spirit guides drink. Okay.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. Maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know. You'll hear different stories about like ancestors being spirit guides, and like I said, Rob last week said um, the uh, the pets. So, and there's a lot of different concepts and ideas about spirit guides. Um, we could talk about fairies real quick, and your stuff disappearing from the from the bathroom. <laughs> 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 so there's also those types of entities, possible hauntings as well. You know, if stuff starts disappearing because I've had that happen, um, and not it's not even necessarily like a fairy or a gnome or whatever. Um, we've had that with mischievous, um, this mischievous mischievous child in a uh, house we were investigating probably like almost ten years ago and uh, the the one guy that was investigating with us had made the remark, you know, if you want to play my play with my keys, go ahead and take them. His keys ended up disappearing and at the end of the investigation, you know, we're running around the house trying to find the keys, trying to find the keys, trying to find the keys cannot find them anywhere. Um looking at the equipment bags and cases and all that, nothing nothing nothing. And finally um he realizes, hey, at first we didn't realize, oh, yeah, you know, the keys are gone because he said something about it, but it finally hits him. Hey, I had said something during that, you know, one EVP session, you know, if you want to play with them, go ahead. And so we finally said, um, Hey, if you took my keys, I, I need them back, you know, please give them back now. Mm-hmm. And we ended up finding them in the one case. And it's like, we checked that case three different times beforehand. And now suddenly they're there, but you've had that happen where the keys suddenly manifested like right in front of you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um well I yelled. I was like, Look, you know, I need my keys right now. You know, so if you're not gonna you know, basically I'm gonna give you the count of three. I want my keys right now. And I'm not waiting anymore. I'm not messing around. You know, I'm basically one, two, three. And then they were just on the other side of the table from me, long ways. Um, they were there was nothing on the table. But that was—they were on the table. Was where I left them. So, and basically, I did was leave the room. Then I came back, and they were gone. I'm like, no, I gotta go. I don't have time for this crap, you know. So whatever you're doing, do it another time, you know. Just, just now, not now. And just—they were just there. There was no puff of smoke, no flash, no. Glitter, no nothing. <laughs> there was just, there was no like a little zipper opening, like the portal or right. whatever. However, they do it in the movies. It wasn't anything like that. It was all of a sudden my keys were there and sliding across the table at me. And then I was like, I'm going to have to process that later. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Got to go. You know, I was yeah. like, ooh.
0: Mm. So Tim Schoen has a question here and we'll wrap it up here in a moment. um Oh, and Tim Schoen, so we got to do this. So. This episode of Beyond the Shadows is brought to you by haunted road roast. It helps you hunt ghosts. There you go. So Tim asks, um, "Oh, is it possible for your deceased loved ones to become spirit guides for you?" That yeah, that's kind of what we were talking about. Like you might get a uh, ancestor as a spirit guide. Um, that's one of those ideas out there that um, you could, you know, when you pass away, that you could become a spirit guide for you know one of your uh, descendants, you know, or even just some other person that's been an idea too so um
1: we actually got quite a few questions
0: (laughs) did i miss a bunch
1: yeah uh, i'm going to answer tara's because hers was back a little bit okay what's the question um she was wanting to know what crystals are best for protection and for calming
0: oh okay yeah i didn't see that question at all yeah okay go ahead
1: um my my go-to for any kind of negative energy And to use for protection, of course, is black tourmaline.
0: Yes, that works. Um,
1: Yes, it does work. (laughs) It really does work. Um, And I would say uh, clear quartz also. Um, Use it with other crystals because it kind of acts as like a booster a little bit. Um, Rose quartz is good. Um, it's a, has a good, uh, calming energy to it. Um, it promotes, like uh, self-love around love around you, you know, it just, it's a lovey stone, a lovey stone, <laughs> a lovey stone. <laughs> stone. Yeah. Um, nice. but it has a really calming, a calming effect. Um, um, selenite's good yeah yeah especially after the
0: fact um after you've done an investigation you use one of those wands to kind of pull that energy off of you uh
1: selenite also keep some selenite next to your bed because it's supposed to promote um keeping nightmares away uh and i and i did give somebody some and they did say that it works it works for them you know does it work because the crystal is working or could i have given them any crystal and said, well, this helps with that. And then Mm -hmm. so their, you know, mine, you know, says. So that's the thing about crystals too. Um, You know, you can pick a rock, you know, out of the street. And if you really, 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 really believe that that rock is gonna be, you know, a positive influence in your life, then it is. But it's like when they say, well, I don't have sage. I don't have white sage. What else can I use? Well, use cooking sage. It's not white sage cooking stages but it's the same concept um you know you make do with what you have and then you focus your intent on it to work if you don't think it's going to work then it's just a pretty rock you know you have to but but one thing that I do notice about you know of course like someone say oh this one works really well for this for me and then you know I you know I really get a buzz and I pick this one up and then I'll pick that one up and I don't feel anything so, you know, I do believe that certain crystals vibe certain ways with everybody, and not everybody is going to be the same. That's how I pick my crystals out. I don't just go, oh, well, that one looks pretty. Or, <laughs> I like the shape of that one. Right? You know, I got to be kind of touch on, and one of them will give me a zing, and that's the one that I pick. That's how I pick them. Hmm. It's just how it vibes with you that's how you that's how you should do a lot of things in life not just crystals if you feel it do it if you don't feel it don't do it
0: and just for reference we do have an entire uh, inside the upside down episode before we became beyond the shadows on uh crystals so you go to the haunted road media channel on youtube and check out that video because we covered a lot of different crystals and their uses and all that in that video so oh and apache
1: tear Apache Tear is a good one for processing grief.
0: Okay. Yes. Cool. All right, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Absolutely appreciate everybody being out here tonight on Beyond the Shadows. Of course, this will get uploaded here um, probably Sunday. It will get uploaded over the weekend uh, on the YouTube channel so you can get the full thing. Um, And, uh, yeah, that's the way we do it now.
1: If there are any questions that we didn't get to, just send send them in a message. Yeah, you can
0: message us. That's fine. No you